McShane Bible Study, day 96, and we're in Leviticus 9, and we have a special guest today. Want to say hi? Hello. <laughs> okay, and so we're ending the preparation of Aaron and his sons as the priesthood, as instructed by God to Moses, and they're they're getting ready. They've they've assembled this um, this tabernacle, right, for the presence mm-hmm. of God. They've they've now have a priesthood that's anointed and prepared. They've gone mm-hmm. through a, a difficult preparation process, and then <clears> we <throat> see they've they've uh, you know create they've offered the offerings, and then the Lord sends fire from heaven, consumes the burnt offerings on the altar. And all the people saw it, and they fall on their face because the glory of the Lord is shown up. That's pretty amazing, right? Mm-hmm. This is interesting. For one, he's instructed uh, those closest to us, Moses and Aaron, closest to us, closest to him, um, in in the preparations. There's a lot of preparation. There's nothing dramatic that's seen. But then one day, after all this preparation, the Lord shows up, and it's quite visible for all to see. It's instructive in, in the way that the Lord works. We can apply that in our own lives and see, you know, at what stage are we and, and how these things are happening. Okay, now we're moving into Psalm 110. And verse 4 says, In the pride of his face, the wicked does not seek him. All his thoughts are, there is no God. People who today, there's many people out there today who think there's no God. That's just foolish foolishness by the people who believe in God. And what the enemy does in their heart is make them think they're really uh, wise and that they're like, this is some new thought, this new higher mm-hmm. thought compared to the old thoughts. But we see here, and I think it's in, it's early on in Genesis as it's well. It's not new. There's, there's nothing new about thinking. <laughs> there is it's no God. It's been going on for 3,500 years. Right. Longer than that. So, and then verse 16 through 18 says, The Lord is king forever and ever. The nations perish from his land. O Lord, you hear the desire of the afflicted. You will strengthen their heart. You will incline your ear to do justice to the fatherless and the oppressed, so that man who is of the earth may strike terror no more. Because most of the psalm was about, uh, you know, the arrogant and the wicked kind of... um, you do, acting in ways that were not righteous, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to hurt other people, trying to take advantage of other people, basically moving in their own flesh mm-hmm. to accomplish something for <clears throat> their own flesh mm-hmm. in ways that are against the ways of God. Mm-hmm. And, but he says, but God is with the afflicted. He says, the Lord is king. Nations will perish, but the Lord's always there. And he hears the desires of the afflicted. He will strengthen their hearts. He says, incline your ear, people. God is with you. He's a father to the fatherless. He's, he does justice to the fatherless and the oppressed, so that man is of the earth, strike terror no more. So he overcomes in the lives of those who give themselves to him. Mm-hmm. Then we're moving on to Proverbs 24. And I just, a couple of them stood out to me. I thought this was a good example for you guys. My son, eat honey, for it is good. Yum. And the drippings of the honeycomb are sweet to your taste. Know that wisdom is such to your soul. If you find it, there will be a future, and your hope will not be cut off. 
so be wise and it'll he's saying, taste like honey. Well, seek wisdom. Yeah, he's just like we we seek honey, and you guys say, "Can you put honey on my toast?" Yeah. He's saying you should have the fervency to say, I, "Lord, I want wisdom. Teach me wisdom, so I don't just go around as one who has knowledge of certain things, but I have." Real wisdom from you, understanding in your ways, in the ways of the world. Uh, 15, 16 say, Lie not in wait as a wicked man against the dwelling of the righteous. Do no violence to his home. For the righteous falls seven times and rises again, but the wicked stumble in times of calamity. A lot of this stuff we see Jesus quoted, um, and, and that one also mm-hmm. is very similar to the psalm we just read, so that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's saying don't, you know... Don't try to ha- take your own vengeance. It's not okay to do evil just because you're doing evil to someone who's evil, right? Mm-hmm. So if you guys have ever said, well, I did this because they did that. That's not right. Yeah, it's just, no, that, that's not acceptable. Um, he's let the Lord handle those things, and we will be raised up by the Lord if I we simply depend on that. him. Yeah, well, we've all done that, I'm sure. Yeah. In seventeen eighteen says, Do not rejoice when your enemy falls, and let not your hearts be glad when he stumbles, lest the Lord see it and be displeased, and turn away his anger from him. So he says, he just said before, leave vengeance and retribution and justice to the Lord. But he says, if you see that coming upon someone, don't be happy that they're going through a difficult time. You know, mm-hmm. that that's not for you. We should want the best mm-hmm. for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, sometimes the Lord taking us through a difficult time is the best. But don't be happy at someone else's suffering. That's an evil heart, he's basically saying. Mm-hmm. 27, prepare your work outside. Get everything ready for yourself in the field. And after that, build your house. He's saying, attain to the things you're supposed to do mm-hmm. first before you attain to your own life. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Put others above yourselves, in other words. And, you know, well, first and foremost, what is the Lord leading you to do? Do that. Or if it comes to, you know, for instance, schoolwork or, or you know, seeking the Lord, prayer, Bible study. Um, do those before playing toys, right? Mm-hmm. It's basically saying do the thing you're supposed to do for making your bed or all these various things. Mm-hmm. Do the thing you're supposed to do first. And then you can... Do things for your own flesh. Make sense? Mm-hmm. And then we're on First Thessalonians 3. And so, I, let's see, verse 7. For this reason, brothers, in all our distress and afflictions, we have been comforted about you through your faith. For now we live if you are standing fast in the Lord. So he had established this church, and then they would moved on, and he told them when he was leaving, he says, I'm going to suffer. Right? Mm-hmm. He says, the Lord is telling me I'm going to suffer. Did you, He didn't shriek away from that. Mm-hmm. Right? He shirked away from that. <laughs> uh, he, he moved on because the Lord was leading him to this. And he knew he was going to suffer. And, he, and now he is suffering. But he says, you know what? This suffering is no big deal. Because we've just gotten word that you are standing strong in your faith. And so he says, now we're comforted because of your faith. He knows he is living his life for them. And so mm-hmm. the fact that they are growing in the Lord is it makes everything worth it, whatever he's going through, right? Mm-hmm. And so, let's see, starting in the last paragraph, verse 11. 
Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus direct our way to you. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all, as we do for you, so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. And he had just said earlier that he he said, as we pray most earnestly night and day, that we may see you face to face and supply what is lacking in your faith. So that he's, he's proud of them for being good Christians, but he still says there's more that I can offer you. So I'm praying that the Lord will, will bring me to you. And, and, and his, his prayer for him is just beautiful, that, that the Lord would continue to increase them, that they'd abound in love for one another and for all, mm-hmm. uh, that their hearts would be established so that they come to a new place in heart blameless in holiness before our God because they're fully aware in all that they are, that they are established in the Lord. Um, it's just it's a beautiful, powerful prayer for all of us. And that's all I have today. you have anything else? No. God yeah. bless you. God bless you. Callum left.